And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushan. As part of the theme we were discussing in the first hour, and that is what Garage Logic has found itself in opposition to all these years without really identifying it, uh, short of calling it the mystery and a variety of other things, is uh, this absence of a standard. And I meant to mention that what is replaced in large part a standard is merely the mob on social media crying out and establishing so-called standards that change from day to day. There's no greater example of this than power washing. Yeah. Did you see where Gucci uh, created a sweater where you could pull you could pull the the sweater up over your nose and left right. room for your mouth? Right. It's I, mouth I have hole. something like this in my truck that I use in cold weather walking, uh, but now it's been called blackface, so they got to take it off the market. Wait, uh, so uh, wearing a baklava? Yeah. Oh well, I, 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 no, 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 no! I don't accept that. I'm a, pushing back. A black balaclava sweater from Gucci's fall winter collection has caused an uproar on social media, with some calling it haute couture blackface. No, no, it's and, not. No, no, this is where they no, need to push back. No, push no. back. Why do they give in? Gucci. Uh, they didn't give in. It's it's a nine hundred dollar knit top. Well, oh I I wouldn't goodness. buy that. Wow. You're an idiot, it features one. a large mouth cover with big red lips on it. And until it got power washed, I would not have associated it with blackface. But now the great hectoring mob that has replaced a standard in this nation, the great hectoring mob has determined that's blackface. They've ruined it. They've power washed it. Now I can never look at it again. I guess I'm acu- I can be accused of blackface because I have a variety of these cold weather masks and whatever that I've I wear. I've seen you. I've seen you. I bet you I've got six in the truck That's where right I keep now. Mine. Yes. It never of every, I mean, I've got orange ones, camouflage ones, black ones, gray ones. Come on. I've got one that cost me $35 still in the package. Inspired by vintage oh. ski masks, multicolored knitted Balaclavas? Yeah, Walk the runway, adding a mysterious feel to the collection. Uh, blah, blah. The sweater uh, couldn't be found on Gucci's website Wednesday. Wow. Uh, you know, it's almost like some guy is sitting at his computer with a buddy and he gives him the elbow to nudge, watch this. Yeah. I'm going to call this blackface. Let's see if we can get to Gucci. Almost like it's a joke because that's ludicrous. Balaclava, knit top by Gucci. Happy Black History Month, y'all, said one tweet. Ah, yes, blackface, but make it fashion, another said. Wow. Do you you think it's plausible that Gucci, uh, however clothing designers work, uh, got together in a room and said, for the winter of 2018 catalog, Mm -hmm. will you make sure we come up with something that resembles blackface? That's in the news. It's in the news. We want to be part of that. Why? By the way, that's a good point you just raised. Because the standards established by the hectoring mob are not standards at all. They're just waves rolling up on the beach. Mm-hmm. And if if blackface hadn't been in the news recently, maybe it would be unlikely 
that these uh, this this great crying mob of the unwashed would have called that blackface. I think for sure. I think for sure. Now everybody's looking for a reason to call something blackface. It doesn't look anything like blackface. Of course face. it does. It looks like a face because mask. Because it's a knit thing for cold weather. And it costs, what did you say, 600 Nine, 800 bucks for this one. 900 <laughs> 900 knit top. I guess it's a whole sweater, but you can pull up the collar up there around your face for when it's cold. That's what you should be offended about, the outrageous price. Uh, wow. The backlash caused Gucci to release a statement late Wednesday night, meaning yesterday, Feb 6, saying it deeply apologized for the offense caused by the sweater. It deeply apologized for the it offense that was caused. It didn't cause an offense to anyone you except know, idiots. I owe you an apology. Yesterday, we heckered, uh, <laughs> hectored you on and off mm-hmm. the microphone. Mm-hmm. About getting on Twitter. I hate it. I hate it, Kenny. I'm taking it back 100% because social is killing the world. This all comes about because of what we in the business call social. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instant Pot or whatever. Instagram. We can confirm that this item has been immediately removed from our online store and all physical stores, the company added. We consider diversity to be a fundamental value to be fully upheld. Respected and at the forefront of every decision we make. We are fully committed to increasing diversity throughout our organization and turning this incident into a powerful learning moment for the Gucci team and beyond. You know what this is? And I I don't mean this facetiously. This is mental illness. 100%. Much of leftism is quite literally a mental illness. What's more mental illness? (laughs) To, To troll through to send it out or to have it sent out to you and say, Oh my God! Yes, this is blackface, and run with it to Gucci to say, guys, we got to take this off, or we have to send out a press release. Just to be Maybe clear, both. Just to be clear, so being being a lefty, it means you're mentally ill. I think so. I'm on board, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. on board. I, 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 <laughs> because that's what it's come to. But it's, it's not even, my grandpa's farmer Democratic Party. But it's, it's even worse, as you say. It's quite likely. That a couple of guys said, watch this. Watch the firestorm. Yeah, yeah here. giving them the elbow. Crawlers. Check this out. Well, that's <laughs> even worse then. That means we're subject to what? What's the word? We're subject to their mental illness. It's, it's, it's the Russians. I have five of these things. I, I guess now it's been power washed. Now I think, uh-oh. People will think I'm doing blackface if I wear this knitted thing over my face. You may see it again. You know how the Russians uh, have been accused of uh, lighting a fire under us with mm-hmm. their Twitter and Facebook accounts? That's what that's what this is. It's demoralizing not only this country, but the entire world. Okay. I can't claim it's the Russians. I'm not going to give this any more thought. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. But, but it. you can't get lost in that because you still no, I'm lost. need to push back. Oh, that's where the pushback no, 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 is. I'm lost. If it was... Fifteen dollars, I'd run out and buy it and wear it and say this dealing, is blackface. We are dealing with inconsistencies that not only alarm us, mm-hmm. but leave us gobsmacked because we don't know what to do about them. Uh, well, what we're doing about it is, is enough. We're telling people about Every it. Every single example but, of power washing has taken something innocent and turned it dark. There is a strain of behavior in the country that goes hand in hand with what we've been talking about to see only darkness and not goodness, to see only darkness and not normality. 
Charlie Brown, the Thanksgiving meal. Think of every example of power washing we've Rudolph. Had. Every example has taken something innocent and made it dark. I'm thinking about my Twitter followers now, and I've got a I've got what I'd call a 50-50 balance of both sides of the fence. And I don't think any of them or any of the liberals, Democrats on my block, my friends, I don't think any of them would respond to that Baklava story and see it being blackface. Do you know? I mean, you live with the lefty. She wouldn't consider that blackface. No, it's worse than that. She'd probably pay $900. i am just saying, <laughs> damn it, beat me to the bus there. <laughs> okay, so among us, we don't actually know anybody that dumb. Do we? I, I do don't. I don't. No. And I don't know anybody on my Twitter account well, that you're does. getting somewhere. You're getting somewhere. Where does that lead us? Who are these people? That leads us to the conclusion that a great unnamed anonymous hectoring mob is is driving the conversation in this country. Well, they're driving it. Well, how come the how come my I, left I, friends aren't speaking up then? Going, hey, wait a minute. Well, why isn't Gucci speaking up? Exactly. Why well, doesn't Gucci say, "Listen, you fruitcakes." There was no racial animosity intended whatsoever. This is a cold-weather mask. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Right. So go to hell and shut the hell up. Where is that response? That's what, the way the Twitter guy should have responded. Didn't he come out in favor of chicken and got shouted down yes, over it, yes. the guy that runs Twitter? Yeah. And he immediately apologized for liking chicken Well, on a Sunday. No, he immediately apologized for saying something kind about Chick-fil-A. Right. And because they have some uh, Christian orientation in their founding, oh, forbid. Uh, uh, God forbid, uh, the uh, the hectoring uh, mob, the left-leaning mob, went after Jack somebody. What the hell is his name, Rook? Uh, Tim, I'm looking at no, right now. Jack somebody. Yeah. He's the head of Twitter. He immediately, in order to stay in the mob, had to apologize. That's not, that wasn't power washing. That was just an example of a moron who had to stay in the mob. Jack Dorsey. Jack I Dorsey. would have said, uh, have you have you tried it? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's Everything amazing. but the bun, right, Kenny? Oh, my goodness. Everything but the bun. It's amazing. You want to know what happened to that that crucifix that washed up in Fort Lauderdale? Yes. Yeah. How close uh, this was This is the Miami Herald. Uh, a heavenly visitor descended on the sands of Fort Lauderdale's Ocean Manor Beach Resort. Uh, a 20-foot wooden cross... Encrusted with barnacles and other signs of sea life, washed ashore in waters lapping the resort and was carried onto the property sands by tourists. All right. And I, I brought this up yesterday for no other reason than I found it charming. Four days later, people were still speculating on the origin of the religious symbol. On Wednesday afternoon yesterday, Robin Stowe called the Miami Herald to shed some light on the mysterious arrival. Okay. The cross, Stowe said, was erected as a memorial to her brother, Captain Richard Barron, who disappeared while on a solo hunting trip in the Hatteras Inlet in North Carolina in January 2016. The Coast Guard suspended the search after covering 33 miles over eight hours. I think it might be my brother's cross from the Hatteras in North Carolina, Stowe said. A bunch of his friends went out there, and Captain Aaron Aaron built that cross and put it on his uh, put it on the island. Yes, Aaron's surname and first name are one and the same. Uh, in April 2016, she said Aaron and the group put the cross up on Dredge Island, not far from where Barron's boat was found with his hunting gear still on board. Putting the cross up as a memorial, she said, was a labor of love and means a lot to us. We'd love to get it back. Oh. All right. 
she believes Hurricane Nate, which brought winds and rains to the Cape Hatteras region in October 2017, may have swept the cross off Dredge Island and that it's been at sea ever since. Aaron confirms her account. The spate of news reports since it turned up Saturday in Fort Lauderdale came to their attention when people called Stowe and Aaron because they recognized his handiwork on the cross. Aaron said he built the cross in about an hour's time and brought it to the island by boat where a group of 20 or so friends celebrated Barron's life. The reason I know it is the cross is I built it and notched it, and I can see the eye bolts and that it's set off to one side, Aaron said. It's the, it's the cross I built 100%. Oh. In addition to the craftsmanship and design, Aaron said many of the friends signed messages on the cross with Sharpie pens, uh, but he realizes that all of those missives would likely be lost under the barnacles and seawater during mm-hmm. the long journey. We would have to see the cross from, we would love to see the cross come back to Hatteras. We set it up as a memorial. It was such a big deal. Uh, It was such a big ordeal uh, when we never found him and he died at sea. And that's why this is so important, Aaron said. Baron 47 ran a guide service at Hatteras Harbor Marina at the time. Aaron, a charter boat captain, was Baron's former business partner and a friend. Stowe said she reached out to Frank Tellerico, the owner of Ocean Manor Beach Resort, after seeing his name in news reports, but he, she has yet to hear back from him. The Miami Herald was unsuccessful in reaching Tellerico or a manager at the resort. If they get the go-ahead, Aaron said several charter captains in the area are prepared to bring the cross back up to North Carolina, where it will, where it will be put back up. Tellerico told WSVN7 on Monday, before Stowe reached out, the cross is staying here and welcome people to come and take pictures huh? alongside the unexpected gift. Really? Oh, give it back. Well, I think them. once the guy knows its history now, yeah. uh, I would think he would he would give it back. But what's going to happen now that this has become public? Oh, it's going to turn into a religious debate. The 59 Pontiac is. Ambulance Hearst right. will race from Madison, Wisconsin, down to Cape Hatteras right. and, and demand that that cross cannot be on right. public land. Right. That's what's going to happen. And they'll, uh, with no irony whatsoever, they'll try to burn it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they're morons. They're mentally ill. <laughs> I think you might be now, right. Now, I always say, uh, I always say reporting is what it used to be. The Miami Herald had a little fun with this story. And as long as, who did it? Uh, uh, Howard Cohen. Uh, he lengthened the story by pointing out all of the other strange stuff that's washed up on the beaches oh, down cool. in Florida. Oh, that's what I'd like including to hear. A, uh, including a, uh, a tanker. In 1984, the day after Thanksgiving, a Venezuelan freighter named Mercedes One, I remember this, as long as a 16-story building beached itself on the seawall belonging to Palm Beach, belonging to a Palm Beach socialite, the unthinkable Molly Wilmot, as the Miami Herald described her. Uh, the night it happened, Wilmot, the daughter of a man who made millions from department stores in the Midwest, did what any gracious host would do. She sent fresh brewed coffee to the salty, unshaven crew and served cocktails to their friends inside with the widescreen television on in case anyone grew tired of watching the hulking ship outside the big glass doors. I remember this story. This doll had the oceanfront property in yeah, uh, Miami. Right up Beach, on her. Right. Right. A big ship walk. Here's a piano that came up. Uh... Uh, an eye, <laughs> an eye. A, a big, uh, a giant blue eyeball that washed up on Pompano Beach was likely from a swordfish. Uh, bombs, toys, you name it, everything's washed up, including a cross that once it gets back to Hatteras, if it does, 
uh, will be attacked by Annie Gaylor and the Freedom From Religion Foundation. It was funny that yesterday our, our news guy, John Height, the only thing he got out of this whole story was the crustaceans and barnacles. He's really I, taken with the barnacles. I've never <laughs> seen a guy so obsessed with barnacles. Yeah. What a landlubber. Well, I mean, you're right. I was going to say, you know, North Dakota upbringing, upbringing, and he's thinking, what are these strange things that are attached to the, the wood? Those are called barnacles, and yeah. he would not let it go. No, no, it was very, very disturbing. We'll be back. Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Academy Group. The big just keep getting bigger and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in January, February, or March and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389. 800-967-3389. Attention all euphorians who love to snowmobile. You've said all along that what you want in a snowmobile is less power and a more environmentally friendly machine. Well, now you've got it. Introducing the Slowmobile from the Euphoria Snowmobile Co-op. This little hugger is everything you demanded. A top speed of 17 miles per hour ensures that this vehicle is not a major contributor to air pollution, nor does it consume a lot of gas. Also, the Slowmobile's only feature is the Wolf Guard. The Wolf Guard protects wolves and our mother the earth from environmental disruption. Here's how it works. While snowmobiling, the Slowmobile's exclusive internal biodiversity radar probe will detect wolves as far as a distant five miles away, and you'll know it, too, because at the first sighting of a wolf, the engine quits immediately. That's right, dead in its tracks. It just quits, allowing nature to continue without human interaction. The Slowmobile is, of course, endorsed by the DNR, the UN, Greenpeace, and all other Love Our Mother-type causes. Who needs all that excess power, high throttle, and pollution when you can buy a low-powered, less expensive Slowmobile? Only available in Euphoria, the Slowmobile is appropriately priced low so that all levels of income can enjoy this latest breakthrough in technology. The Euphoria Snowmobile Co-op is proud to introduce the Slowmobile. Share one with a friend. The Euphoria City Charter allows only one Slowmobile per family. world as we know it. Microphone. There you go. Was I not on? Yeah. yeah you're good now. I want to take you to the failed academy, but first, do you have some information, son? Uh, well, no, I just, I, when my snow removal today, I, I have a question. Um... I was removing snow, shoveling, and then I remembered that uh, one of my boys, as a uh, as a, being an entrepreneur, 
purchased on Craigslist a snow thrower uh, and a electric snow shovel that that pushes snow. Yeah, those things are junk. But you said well as a business deal. So he sold the the snow blower and made money on it a while ago. Oh, point to this story. The oh. snow pup thing never worked. It's a pea shooter. Yeah. Well, so okay, but I've got it out today. And right where the dog, you know, goes to the bathroom, I thought well, that's a better way. So I, I plugged it in, and I'm. What's the dog having to go to the bathroom? On the grass. On the it needs a. The snow's getting deep, and so he needs a. He can't just go on the grass. You need to open up a spot for him. You should start your own podcast, Rook. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I plugged in. What and happened to that, by the way? Are you still doing that? <laughs> The family podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we took a break from it for a while. Break, Today's took topic: a break. Where the dog goes potty. Yeah. Right. Come on, and then let's right, wrap uh, this up because we have a really strong show. Well, board. no, my, it was a, it was a question. It was a, it was a ruling. Am I okay using an electric? No. You know, no, snow pup no, for no, no, no. It's no, not my no. main source of removal, though. Here's the problem. Go home and break that. Kenny, thing. did uh, did uh, when did we get the week's first snowfall? Was that Monday night? Yeah. Okay. Did Minneapolis plow Tuesday? Uh, they didn't declare a snow emergency, but yeah, they've been out plowing around cars and yeah. yeah. So they did side streets. Yeah. Okay. St. Paul never touched a side street for the from the first. You snowfall. mean they did? They didn't from the first snowfall. They didn't just right. go out no. and randomly. They did Snelling and they did Randolph, but they didn't do huh. any side streets. Wow. So the taxpayers are really getting what they deserve for electing these people. <laughs> my my point being, now you've got this second more considerable snowfall is now falling on that unplowed snow. Right. So you really got some. Serious Serious side street problems. Mm-hmm. Right. They finally declared a snow emergency for nine o'clock tonight. Right. But they didn't stay on top of it. No. Of so not. now they have hard packed snow. Oh, it's a, they have a mess. Is what. They and have. this is what they do in uh, small towns. They do that on purpose so we can drive our snowmobiles on the road. Yeah. But that's not the optimum uh, condition we want here in the Twin Cities. We but, like bare, you know, asphalt. Well, plus it's going to go back to thirty below windshields. So now you're really going to have an icy situation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's go to the failed academy. They are complicit in our inability to define a standard. They are complicit in our realization that there is no ability anymore to link. They are complicit in the absence of knowledge. Catholic College in New York is giving out breast-flattening chest binders to women who believe they are men. The Catholic Church is? The Catholic College. Two women oh, Catholic College. who believe they are men. Huh. The Catholic College in New York uh, is encouraging uh, chest binders, uh, is, is encouraging women in gender transi- transition by providing them with chest binders to flatten their breasts. I don't even know what the hell a chest binder is. It's like a girdle for your bosom. It keeps them from flopping. No, it actually... Why would anyone wear one? Well, if you're trans or you're in transition, that's part of the deal. Oh, I didn't know that. Getting rid of the bosoms. But if you're a guy with boobs, all you need is a jump rope and a mirror. The counseling center center at the College of St. Rose in Albany is giving away chest binders uh, in order for those women to obscure and minimize their breasts. According to the Chronicle, huh. 
the school student newspaper. The center is providing the binders for free to students who want them, and each student who requests one is able to receive a new one at the start of each semester. Yeah, I could use one myself now that, now that you bring it up. The paper points out that no counseling is required for students to receive um, a chess binder. Well, and the center reported that many students have utilized the program, saying they feel much more comfortable in their bodies and appreciate the school having a program that makes them feel comfortable. Students came up with the idea for the program and set up a budget for the school to approve, according to Chronicle writer Amira Dichi. Uh, is there more? Because I have a bunch of questions for you. Yeah, there's more. All right. According to Dietschy, when someone who was born female later begins to identify as transgender or non-binary, their breasts are often something that seems uncontrollable when they attempt to present in a more mascula, masculine or agenda way. I don't even understand this language anymore. Uh, Sam Raritan, a student at the college, said that the binders are important to one's transition because if someone doesn't bind their chest correctly, they can end up harming themselves in the process. Raritan added, using the binder helps me battle with gender dysphoria. So Sam is a woman? Probably. Damn, it has the name uh, Sam, so that's uh, kind uh, of... Raritan uh, added, using, using the binder helps me battle with gender dysphoria. The first time I did it, I remember looking down at my chest and then into the mirror feeling euphoria at how happy it made me feel. It, made, it, it helps me feel in control of my body. Well, I don't have any problems with any of that. My question for you is, is it in fact a Catholic college? No, they're not what they used to be. <laughs> no, but is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems odd for the church to get involved it's, 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 with something it's, 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 like that. They're part of the failed academy. I mean, there's, no, there's no mystery anymore at a Catholic college failing to uphold any standards. What are we dealing with today? We have recognized that that's really what we've been focusing on all these years without identifying it. We are focused and, 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 and alarmed that there are just no standards. None. None that makes sense. So would you? I certainly don't have a problem with this happening anywhere, I guess. But would you, if it was just a run-of-the-mill taxpayer U of M, uh, Saint, or any any other non-Bible college? Well, what are you, you saying? A, You're saying you have no problem with it because it's a private institution. Yeah. And you didn't have to pay for the chess binder. Yeah, I'd have a problem paying for the chess binders at the U of M. Yeah, I, I guess I really wouldn't. I don't care about that stuff. I'm just baffled that the Catholic uh, Church would would do this. I thought they were opposed uh, to any of this no, stuff. Have you seen St. Kate's lately? That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh. That doesn't surprise me in the least. All right. No. Huh. You're, you're still hung up on, you know, we ate fish sticks on Friday. That's 75 years ago. Okay. Don't worry about, <laughs> right. You know, okay. You, you, you have no idea how uh, much the church has uh, sunk to the level of, uh, of a culture having no moral and ethical clarity. Uh, I don't mean to demean the church like that, but uh, the Catholic colleges in many respects are complicit in the decline of moral and ethical integrity yeah, and clarity. Seems in the yeah, I mean, you're, you're seeing it in your own life. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, the, the fights that uh, my uh, McLaren has to go through is, is unbelievable. And even at the... Uh, she's pushing back. Uh, she is pushing back, and she'll be very successful. So well, what do you worried. mean? Give me an example. I don't understand what you guys are talking um, about. Well, well it, she's inundated with this BS on a daily basis. White privilege. Uh, you, you've you been given. She fought with one teacher who apologized later uh, because McLaren stood her ground and said, you know what? 
I've fought for everything. Nobody gave me anything as as being a a white person. And you don't right. know anything about my background, heritage, right. who my ancestors were. And, I, I understand. And uh, so it was. You. Um, and it's you. just there's assumptions being made, and it's great that they have. They're very diverse at St. Kate's. But their diversity overweighs um, uh, common sense. It's, well, it's too much. Do you recall two or three years ago at St. Catharines, they canceled a uh, workshop uh, at which St. Catharines had invited to speak leading women in the corporate Twin Cities. Oh, yeah. Uh, entrepreneurial women who have achieved sure. and they they were going to set up a you know a weekend workshop or whatever that you could go and network and the kids could okay. talk to these high achieving women but it was canceled because there no black woman applied to uh, to attend it oh so so rather than acknowledge uh these St. Kate's alum and women have been successful. Right. So but you're because there were no info from the kids. Because there were no black women oh. on the panel, they canceled it. Now, we don't know why there were no black women. Uh, were there no black women because they weren't aware that they should apply? Because there's plenty of black corporate success stories yes, who are female in the Twin Cities. And uh, my suspicion would be that St. Catharines just didn't do a good enough job Vetting out those. The, uh, uh, making uh, the corporate world in the Twin Cities aware of this event. But I remember the college president, whose name I forget, gratefully, uh, <laughs> uh, was just a complete moron about this and said, well, we can't have this. There's no there's no diversity. Right. Oh. And so there's it's, – it's just uh, – but she's – uh, uh, gone above and beyond it, and, and she'll be fine. She graduates this spring, so we're happy for her. And then she'll become a teacher. In the St. Paul School District and become a mole. Boy, if she can survive that. How do you? How do you? What a mole that would be. Yeah. What a mole That's that would be. That's pretty good. Except everyone in the world now know who our mole is. Damn it. Did I under blow her cover already? Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my friend that works in the St. Paul School District. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my friend at the airport. Yeah. Uh, is your friend working at the airport tonight? Uh, my friend does have a shift at the airport tonight. It was reported to me by my friend last there night. Some real serious delays going on out there. Uh, there were, and I suggest, uh, or my friend at the airport suggests, if you have a, a plane to catch tonight, I would get there rather early. Uh, there may be some delays. I haven't talked to him yet today, so I don't know. Where could a guy get one of those bosom binders? I, all that weight I lost on the fall, uh, I've gained all back. I think it's a smitten kitten, maybe lickety split. I've got more than uh, a handful. I, I, I really would not know where you would get one. I'm sure if you went on the interwebs, there's you'd get 10 million hits where to send in and buy a chest binder. <laughs> yes. I, don't I, think I, we... I, I wish to conclude with two emails. Oh, okay, yes. All right. Uh, Randy Hallberg writes, Dear Joe, longtime garage logician, and as a truck driver covering the Midwest, I enjoy the podcast. Writing today from Central Michigan. This guy's got a great point, and we didn't bring it up, so he's he's going to get credit for it. Maybe you discussed this, and my apologies if that is the case, but I was thinking that musicians were being asked to boycott the Super Bowl. But what about the players? If supporting the cause is that important, why not ask the players to boycott? Give up the game check and chance to play in the biggest game of their lives. Seems kind of hypocritical that it's never brought up. Keep pushing back Randy Hallberg. I think he's got a great point. Hmm. It's, but it's, it rests the case we've been talking about all day, the, the hypocrisy. Right. 
Right. You know, if you if you really believe that, you phony liberal celebrities, <laughs> why didn't you t- try to convince the players not to play in the game? Why not not have the game? Put, right. Have, make them put their money where their mouth is. No consistency. That's the problem. Right. There is no standard. There is no commonly agreed upon standard. And I submit to you that in this country, there was at a, at a time. There was at a time. Well, and again, that's the, the easy thing to do is say, yeah, pitchforks and torches, uh, don't do the anthem or kneel, or, and then don't do anything about it in your, in your normal life. And finally, some, uh, some busybody yeah. named Skillrood, Mike Skillrood. Yeah, Skullrood or Skill? Skillrood. I don't some, know him. Uh, foof named Skillrood. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to correct us that uh, uh, the USS Constitution – uh, really didn't take on all that rum and uh, what? Uh, well, he what a buzzkill. Uh, we don't know. We had, that. Buzz we had a story yesterday from Pete Johnson, the guy who left his truck running for two years, mm-hmm. and and uh, <laughs> he said in a fun thing about the Navy, yes. he was talking about the USS yeah. Constitution it was went a out fun thing. in uh, in the uh, 1790s, and they uh, just gathered up all the rum and whiskey they could find. And whoever this Skillrude character is, he wants <laughs> us to know. That uh, that that did not happen, and he gives us a Snopes uh, link, oh, and he geez. gives us a fact check link. Thank you, Cliff Clavin. And uh, you know what, uh, uh, Skull I appreciate Skull your Dig, whatever. Skill. I, I appreciate your. Uh, I appreciate your input, Skin Rude. <laughs> but uh, we 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 got it, buddy. Don't worry. You know, sometimes we have a little fun. And uh, I'm sorry. If that probably a salesman. Probably a salesman of some sort. That is the perfect definition of mansplaining right there. Well, this same guy, I recognize the name now, Skid Root. Yeah. He, <laughs> sent a, uh, he sent me an email that contained a survey uh, put out by the Bicycle Coalition. It, oh. it would take you about a half hour to do it. And I thought it was pretty good show material. I printed it. Mm-hmm. But uh, because of the way the... Uh, because of the way the survey is formatted on the computer, yes. when it printed, it the copy out. was too light to read. It came out weird. You know, oh. How often do you walk? Why do you walk? Do you okay. walk in the winter? Do you bicycle in the winter? Maybe Skullbunk could uh, print it out for you and just <laughs> ship it over via snail mail. Skidrunk? Skidrunk. Skillrood. 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 Mm. Michael Skillrud. <laughs> Where's he from? Stearns <laughs> County? I think he's from St. Paul. Okay. I don't Got know, it. but I'm glad he's listening. Yeah, he is a. Uh, I've sent. Uh, he sent other emails. Uh, and he is an avid. The, he's an avid listener. Are they all of the mansplaining variety? Yeah, you'll get those. Or here's an idea for the podcast. We're like, you know what? Uh, Joe did that two podcasts ago. Thank you, but we well, keep sending stuff though. You know, we like skid, skid roll. Skid roll. Skid roll. Skid roll. Skid roll. Skid roll. No, skid rod. He he thought it was the rudder. Skid rod. He apparently thought we we actually believed that they took off with forty uh, gallons of forty thousand gallons of water and came back with thirty eight thousand gallons of water. Oh, it sounds like me coming back from Sam's Club. Thirty eight gallons of scotch or something. There's like not that. a woman that's listening to this podcast right now that isn't nodding and going. Yep, I know about 800 guys like that. <laughs> they like to mansplain everything to me. No podcast tomorrow, Feb 8. Correct. Uh, unfortunate funeral business and things mm. of that nature. All right. No podcast tomorrow, Feb 8, but there certainly will be another podcast Monday, Feb, uh, Feb 11. Well, that's a math thing. February 11th, correct. Isn't that uh, President's Day? 
7-Eleven? Is that a national I don't know holiday? if it's the 18th or if it's whatever. The, we'll be here. We're going to be here. We'll be here. Come hell or high water. I think so. All right, garagelogic.com. If you want to get catch up with some of those back podcasts, you can do that. All you have to do is go to garagelogic.com. If you missed out one day, don't worry. There's plenty to be entertained. Also, don't forget to uh, rate us on Apple iTunes. We appreciate you tuning in. GarageLogic.com.